Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Stephen Humphreys teaches law in Kyiv, Ukraine, and has documented the war's destruction in his digital photography exhibit, Broken Bridges Over Ukraine, on display in February at the Johnson Center for the Arts in Troy. Stephen's career has encompassed war crimes investigations and the training of Ukrainian armed forces as a volunteer. So the Birmingham native, whose law firm is based in Athens, Georgia, will join us for a two-part interview about his observations. Attorney Stephen Humphreys, it is terrific to have you with us here at Troy Public Radio. Well, I am so delighted, Carolyn, to be back here in Troy at the Johnson Center and at the International Arts Center. You have an exhibit up for a few more days at the Johnson Center called Broken Bridges Over Ukraine. There's a story behind this exhibit of your digital photography. What's that story? Well, it is really the story of my life and experiences and travels across Ukraine. I've spent the better part of the last two years volunteering in Ukraine. And I say my experiences, I should more accurately say the experience of the Ukrainian people that Americans really need to understand and try to relate to, especially in this time where it's fading off of the news and has lost political support, at least in one faction in our Congress that's, you know, blocking very important aid to keep Ukraine from being taken over by the, you know, Ronald Reagan used to talk about evil empires, and there's not a more evil empire than Putin's Russia, as they just proved, by killing, you know, their latest political opponent. Before you decided to go to Ukraine and teach law in Kiev, there was an op-ed piece in AL.com. You had apparently done a lot of work, about a decade's worth of work, investigating what was going on with Georgia elections and other state elections and Russian influence. What did you find? Well, what most directly relates to what we're talking about now is that uh, Americans don't really understand how much of our, I think Ukraine's a faraway place and some people say that's none of our business, but it's so directly connected to us and our politics now. Go back exactly 10 years ago in 2014, a whole string of very important related events happened. Yanukovych, who was elected president of Ukraine with his top advisor, Paul Manafort, on a platform of taking Ukraine towards the West and joining the European Union and maybe NATO and all these things and out of the Russian sphere of influence, actually had pulled a ruse and in midterm flipped around and said, no, we're not going to join the EU. I'm actually going to take Ukraine back into the Russian orbit like Putin wants. And the Ukrainian people in 2014 revolted against that, came out on the streets. Yanukovych had to flee the country, go to seek asylum in Russia. Paul Manafort came back to the United States to become a presidential campaign manager. That's another whole story. 
So Ukraine was temporarily leaderless, had no president. He'd fled the country. So during that power vacuum period of uncertainty, that's when Putin moved his forces secretly into Crimea and the Donbass and occupied a large part of eastern Ukraine. The United States responded to that by putting sanctions on Russia and Russian leadership and that really hits them where it hurts at their money because they're kleptocrats. I mean, Putin and all these people are multi-billionaires with the money they've stolen from the resources of their country. So how did Putin respond, and how does that tie into American elections? Putin responded to the sanctions that the United States placed on Russia by ordering a massive cyber attack on the U.S. elections of 2016, which has now been very extensively documented. Some people like to still say it's a Russia hoax. It was no hoax. The Russians had a massive cyber social media disinformation campaign in which they spread, you know, every kind of lies and propaganda telling, you know, how it influenced people. They also had cyber attacks in the form of hacking. As we now know, they hacked into all 50 state election systems. And of course, what I'm most familiar with is the state of Georgia, where I've done most of my work. And what we now know, it wasn't discovered until 2020, four years after the 2016 election. But in 2014, there was uh, malware placed on the servers of the Georgia Election Center that allows them to be controlled remotely. That's never really been investigated fully about, you know, how that happened or whether that malware was ever used for what, but it raises some very disturbing prospects. We also know that before the 2016 election, there was a Russian intelligence agent stationed in Atlanta, Georgia, working on the disinformation campaigns and probably dealing with the part where they disguised, you know, they created thousands and thousands of fake Facebook profiles, and they disguised the source of it by running them through servers inside the United States. And that operation was set up right next door in Atlanta, Talking about Ukraine, they were not always a democracy, and U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, wrote this book called Lessons from the Edge. I'm looking at it right now. And she was trying to help that country transition to democracy, and yet U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo relieved her of duty after she had already been asked to do another tour in Ukraine. So she had a lot of insight into what's happening. But from your perspective, working there, teaching law, in this op-ed piece that you did for AL.com, you had a chilling last sentence. Do you remember what that was? I've written a lot of op-eds. So don't remind me which one you're looking at. That sentence said that the United States was trying to teach Ukraine and other countries democracy. And you said the tables have turned and Ukraine is now teaching the world about democracy and what it takes to achieve it. I believe that. I believe, just look at the evidence. Our country is straight so far from what it takes to really achieve and maintain a functioning republic and a democratic system. And the most disturbing thing is you hear people more and more say, well, we don't care if the candidate we likes gets in. We don't care if he sets up a dictatorship and all this other stuff. And we don't care if he's aligned with Putin. And that's just amazing. I do believe what the Ukrainians have done 
to literally fight and die to preserve their territorial integrity, to preserve their freedom. It's not a perfect democracy and it's not a completely corruption-free society as neither are, are we, but that's what they're striving for. And that's what Marie Yovanovitch was working for. That's not what Putin has in mind. So I do believe that this whole experience in Ukraine can be very important for the United States to remind us of what we stand for and what we believe in, which certain segments of our population seem to be straying from in a way that's really hard to believe, especially since they, you know, kind of wrap it in the flag and say they're America and chant 1776. But I think we really need to clarify what it is that we believe in and what our country stands for. And I think that the test that everyone, the whole world is being put through in Ukraine can help remind us of what and who we are and what kind of leadership the United States should provide in the world. Stephen, we've run out of time, but let's pick up on our conversation in the near future because this is an important political year. Can we do that? I love coming to Troy. That was attorney Stephen Humphreys. His February digital photography exhibit, Broken Bridges Over Ukraine, is featured at the Johnson Center for the Arts in Troy. Information about foreign interference in U.S. elections can be found at the Office of the Director of National Intelligence website, dni.gov. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.